0: Welcome to
1: Fintech on Con. The quiz show with candid commentary on the biggest fintech and financial services news of the week that was. Disclaimer, this show is created purely for entertainment purposes and contains segments of sarcasm, satire, parody, and humor. Even if you don't think any of it is funny, the creators do not accept any responsibility or liability for the accuracy of any content shared and reminded you to always fact check everything yourself. And now,
2: it's over to your quiz master. Hello everyone! Welcome at Fintech Uncut, the quiz show with candid commentary on the week's biggest fintech and financial services stories with the wise guy, the other guy, Josh Mary, and myself, your host. Who would have thought? This is episode 6 already. And you bet it's a special one. If you watch the movie uh, or the video version on YouTube or Spotify, you notice that we all put on our best Christmas wear today, trying to impress the judge with a a few additional points. How sensitive is Judge Mary for ugly Christmas sweaters? You will soon find out throughout the show as our (laughs) wise guy and other guy answer six questions on the news of the week. And Chris is just showing his Lion King Christmas sweater to Judge Mary, trying to influence her well before the quiz actually started.
0: That sounded like the wine king, and uh, I am a wine king, Uh, that's fine.
1: Yeah, you're always whining. (laughs) It
0: is true. I'm I'm always drinking wine. I'm not whining, you're moaning, (laughs) mate. Talking about whining,
2: let's start with the first question, which has nothing to do with wine. It took Netflix Three years and a half to reach 1 million users. Airbnb, two and a half years. Spotify, five months. But which novelty reached 1 million users in only five days this week? It's
3: Chris. <laughs> I love it. Chris has
1: got a good buzzer there.
0: I, I think he got there first.
1: What, okay, we it? can't on the show. He won already. Was <laughs> it the Fintech Uncut YouTube channel? Did we get a million users already? Damn, that's exactly what I was going to say. Ah, gosh. gosh. <laughs> the number of
0: Fintech subscriber, Uncut subscribers, a million uh, in five days. That's what we have to do, guys. <laughs> <subscribe>. <laughs> We're nearly there. Everybody <laughs> must I, I, I'm confused because, like, it, it, isn't this about Harry and Meghan, but they got 100 million views in five days or whatever it is. You know, this, uh, the Netflix you know, inaugural launch of the talking about whining couples. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Please don't tell me that they got that much view. Oh, no, I can't believe
0: it. Oh, seriously. I mean, it's an explosion of interest about a couple just talking about. We met on social media and went on a date. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I'm not going to go there because, like, I am a royalist. Obviously, I'm very British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes. Well, I, w- I was going to say that it was uh, related to our favorite non-sponsor, um, and it was uh, the increase in users on Hive Social and Mastodon Social, which has increased by millions ever since um, uh, Elon Musk took over Twitter. They've literally, uh, both of them have exploded. It brought down the servers on Hive, so- Hive Social with the number of sound naps that they were getting. Uh, was that not the story? But it is related to the number of people leaving Twitter since Elon
0: <laughs> took over. You know, I mean, it's a million of five minutes. I think rather than five days.
3: All right, lots of shade going down. What's, <laughs> what's the real answer?
1: Well, the, the real answer, I'm 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 a bit uh, um, concerned here because the quiz master keeps on telling me this is a fintech show. This is a fintech show. And then he throws in a question that's got nothing to do with fintech because uh, I believe that uh, the only thing that's got million users in five days um, was the new OpenAI Chat GPT, um, which is the uh, um, a chatbot that is based on uh, OpenAI and it can solve complex problems and it converses like a human and almost um and people have been getting it to write essays to write songs to write poetry to write ads uh to do all sorts of crazy stuff um so what's it got to do with fintech well it's
0: not really fintech but it's kind of like next generation of technology using artificial intelligence so when we talk about fintech bear in mind half of it is tech and this is a really important development using open ai and what i like about it is that initially i was quite cynical because it couldn't tell me whether england would win the world cup um, (laughs) which obviously they will um but it it, it did write a very good song in a cold play style about money Uh, It gave me a very fantastic speech uh, about going into space from Elon Musk and his style and stuff like that. And what I see happening is it's just a great tool. It's a great way of, you know, for example, um, I asked it for a best man speech at a wedding. Not that I'm going to a wedding, but if I was going to a wedding, it gave me a great speech. So I think it's a fantastic new technology tool that's now in the open market. And as Rick said, you know, a million users in five days which took Netflix and others months or years is amazing,
2: and can quickly become a fintech thing if you ask him how to build a fintech.
1: Well, I think that the the the, the positive for me that I look forward to is for years I've been banging on uh, to whoever will listen to say, I wish I had my father's bank manager in terms of somebody who actually understood what the hang I was trying to do. And to help me get there in terms of financial health, financial wellness, my financial planning, that kind of a thing. Um, And 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 these days, bank managers don't. All they want to do is they want to plug their own products to you. They they really have zero interest in you as a human, other than how can they contact you and try and sell you more product. They, uh, sorry, prove me wrong. But AI could actually do that because AI if it was trained on your own data and you could have a conversation with it without any of the associated concerns about privacy, or maybe even shame that a lot of people have, you know, Oh, I've got too much debt and what do I do about it. And the more it could get to know about you, the more it could actually give you proper financial insights to move forward. So from that perspective, that's the kind of a thing that I'm looking forward to as an implementation of AI within financial services.
2: Although Murray, when it comes to getting to know people, uh, apparently the tool also used Twitter to make the link with Elon Musk again. He wasn't too happy with that, was it?
3: No, no, he wasn't happy at all. And he put what did the, the article said. He put an immediate pause on it because OpenAI is no longer nonprofit and open source. So, uh, and said it should pay for the information going forward. So, not too, not too happy. But um, you know, this is a really interesting. Um, development i use it to check out like our recipe which i know like if you google that it's just that long list um for seo purposes so i'm kind of curious you know even like for people searching like for financial services products what this will do i used to mm-hmm. forget bank rate which compared products but this will be really um profound to see how yeah. it affects right mm-hmm. and <laughs> scores da 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 um andrew gets high marks for dissing rick subtly at the beginning <laughs> seven points and Chris slam dunking with visions of this um um tool so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with seven and seven for different reasons so <laughs>
0: okay. very good and, and you can call me a tool if you want to <laughs>
3: <Happily>. <laughs> are
0: you ready for question
2: number two you and I know that central banks cannot go bankrupt however what made the Belgian press decide to publish an article asking exactly that question?
3: It's Christmas.
0: <laughs> ah. <laughs> I think I got there first this time. And um, I guess it's just what Belgians do. They they kind of ask the questions no one else would ask. Like sort of what was the real relationship <laughs> between Tintin and Snowy?
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bizarre thing.
0: <laughs> well, you know, those are the sorts of questions that Belgians ask because they're Belgians. Like, sort of, you know, the center of Europe is Belgium in Brussels with all the laws and, you know, the Eurocrats. And that's the reason why they ask questions no one else would ask. Like, mm-hmm. what would happen if a central bank went bust? You mean that we think out of the box? I don't uh, No, you, you think out of the universe. <laughs> 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 I, I take that as a compliment, Rick.
1: <laughs> I they don't mean, think I... like anyone else. To, to me, Belgium means beer, chocolates and waffles. And seeing the absolutely dismal failure of the EU's metaverse party, I reckon that Belgium decided that they were going to put on a physical party and, and let people have all the beer, chocolate and waffles that they wanted and therefore the press got a bit worried because they're going well hang on a minute that's going to make the place bankrupt because everybody will just go crazy on beer chocolate and waffles yeah
0: maybe no? or maybe they were asking the question around what's the future of the belgium armed forces and i would go what's the history
3: <laughs> oh savage
1: <laughs> oh you might get burned by the quizmaster on there it's like I'm not. Well, burning I mean, come on. I'm just All here right. to ask questions. I, I think Chris,
3: I... Andrew serve it up for you. Well,
0: I, I reckon it's something to do with, um, you know, the, the press are looking at the quantitative easing in Europe and specifically in Belgium and saying, guess what? You know, the amount of money that's been issued into the economy, it means our bank is uh, central bank is bankrupt. Something around that It has to do with that. exactly.
1: Well, um, I think they probably read the article a week ago in the UK press saying that the taxpayers are gonna be on the hook for billions of pounds because of UK's quantitative easing policy as well. So I think Belgium's are waking up to to a new factor around there, yeah?
0: But a central bank cannot go bankrupt because it's actually underpinned by the government. So it's really down to sovereign debt and, the trust in the country on the global markets so as long as the markets uh, are buying treasury bonds and government bonds then you can carry on issuing money it's not a problem
2: but the thing is i had a discussion with that with nazir uh zubairi of uh, the loft the luxembourg house of technology and he was heavily surprised that the belgian central bank is stock listed And that means that many households that bet on a safe stock like the central bank, which makes recurring money in the past through financial intermediation with very um, stable dividends, suddenly makes a loss being unable to pay those dividends. And the value of these shares went down drastically. Apparently, that's quite exceptional that a central bank is on the stock exchange because it's supposed to be an independent institution.
0: Well, there's quite a few different models. I mean, some central banks are actually uh, owned by the government. Most are independent of government, but run the government's sort of agenda. So the Bank of England and the Federal Reserve, for example, are not government departments. They're completely separate institutions, Yeah. but they're not stock listed. And I, and that's one of the differences with, with the Belgium bank. Um, but as I say, as long as there's trust in the economy, there's trust in the stock.
3: All right. Mary. Yeah, That that covered like everything. I'll just read the last quote that was in an article because I think it sums it up, that some economists do indeed fear that the losses do not make a good impression, but at the end of the day, it's just a policy policy choice by governments, whether or not to supplement central bank's equity. Um, Yeah, it's way different than the US. Um, So in terms of points, Chris, I didn't give you the edge for that great buzzer last time. So I'm giving you an edge this time uh, with an eight and also for your answer, of course. And Andrew, you'll have a five this round. Oh,
1: fair enough, fair enough. I'm just gonna
0: go for a quick five second break. All right, guys,
2: round number two. And I don't know for the people who have been watching this show, there's been
1: a change. Chris, can you please stand up? Ah, of course. Can the real Chris gonna please stand up? Please stand, stand up. up. Please stand up. <laughs> <My>
3: no. <laughs> All
2: Mr. Wolfenstein, you can sit back. Um, question number three. Fintech and payment geeks like us should really get excited now. And it's not because of a wolf on a shirt or a sweater. What should we all hope for to put on our 2023 Christmas list?
1: Fintech Uncut merchandise. Oh, awesome. T-shirts, yeah. hoodies, coffee mugs, bags, all that kind of stuff. If we can just get the Fintech Uncut CTO to coordinate with the website developer and the show producer, um, then, by the time the show goes live, the, uh, the merchandise shop should be on there. And NFT developers. Oh, oh wait, all three of those people are me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Chris Skinner's books. But
0: whatever. <laughs> no, that's for this year.
1: Actually, uh, the, the real fintech geeks <laughs> will be wanting the present that Musk is giving Bezos a huge giant number two statue in the of a digit two in silver because elon musk has just been announced as being the richest person in the world overtaking jeff bezos and in an interview with forbes he said i'm gonna send bezos a giant statue uh, silver number two as a present so there we go uh, it when would you make say, you the second you most that. Second richest person in the world if you got one of those. No, when you say think... Andrew, it
0: sounds like he's sending a great big poo to Elon Musk. Number two is a poo. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not like number one is a wee, number two is a poo.
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> gets the buzzle figure. And
2: actually, <laughs> I think Andrew, you misunderstood my question. What should we all hope for to put on our Christmas list? Each yeah, and well... every one. So it's not yeah. just one statue, of
1: course. Fin, fintech yeah, and Kurt we,
0: merchandise, and Chris Skinner's books.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, on 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 a on a seriously sober note, um, I, I think a lot of fintech people will want a job for Christmas because I see that um, Morgan Stanley have just announced. Another 1600 job cuts 2% of the global workforce, joining most of the other big institutions that have all been making cuts over the last month or so. So that that, you know, if I was yeah. I, I haven't been able to find a job in the last eight blooming years for crying out loud. So I job market, found one. Yeah, I'm I thought you I'm, were dealing with the merchandise, et cetera. I'm unemployable. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't pay anything. <laughs> we get a sponsor <laughs> but it's Christmas yeah. you share you share with Christmas
0: andrew I think You'll share in the of the actually. merch
3: mm-hmm. all right what are the real answers andrew chris step it up
0: I've got a feeling it might be to do with um the clairvoyant Michael Lewis who wrote Liar's Poker and has been top of his game ever since uh, I'm rather jealous because his books sell more than mine um but that's because he's always oh, on the awesome. edge so um he, he wrote a book about flash trading just as the f- flash m- crash came along, and his newest one is about uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, Freed, sorry, um, who uh, is the guy be- behind FTX, the collapsed crypto exchange. And strange enough, you know, Michael Lewis was shadowing him for the last six months to produce his new book, well before the crash. Obviously, because he felt there was something suspect about the guy, and sure enough, as it's turned out. There was something incredibly suspect about a company
1: that was valued at 32 billion and collapsed within a week, near enough. And and he's in negotiation with Apple about the film rats and talking to Netflix and and all of them as well. So yeah, he's, he's making a lot more than just his book sales from there. And also so is Sam, because what's annoying a lot of people is that
0: he's going around doing this apology tour across the networks and people are saying, you should be in jail, mate. You know, Bernie Madoff went to jail for doing a $60 billion Pon-
1: Ponzi scheme. Why aren't you when you've done exactly the same thing? Can somebody explain why he hasn't been prosecuted yet? Why is the guy walking around a free man after what he's done? I mean, he, it's blatant fraud. I mean, even just at a company level, I, I, gross negligence, lack of oversight, that kind of thing, yeah, the guy should be in jail. Do sure, we have a
2: lawyer
0: you- in the room? Where's the lawyer in the room? <laughs> When you look at his apology, it's basically, "I I messed up. I didn't know what I was doing. I was naive."
1: You know, so not oh, an excuse for a director Poor young man. Forgive him. Let him off. No chance. Yeah. Not an excuse for a director. Directors a serious position to hold. What's your view, Mary?
3: Well, my view is that yeah, I mean, he needs his reckoning. This is like insanity happening right now but my other view is I cannot wait to read this book what a compelling uh, (laughs) what a compelling topic and I'll be really curious to see what opens it you know the lead of the the story will be um, I'm sure fascinating Um, and with that points Chris you get six points um, including for your outfit change your style (laughs) uh, your commitment to making this pop. Andrew, you get four this round.
2: Come on, Andrew. Um, Let's start with question four to make sure that you can uh, at least stay close to Chris. Indonesia's central bank governor has a plan to make CBDCs in the country
0: a tremendous success. What was it? It's
3: Christmas! (laughs) It doesn't get
0: old. (laughs) I I don't think that was it, but I think it's that they're going to put harry and megan's pictures on the front of their digital coins <laughs> and, like everyone in the world will want them because they're a limited nft edition you know, each, each coin has a special address
1: it, it it can't be too far from that i was going to say i thought that they were just going to get on TikTok. you know according to um a website called centralbanking.com 52% of external communications of central banks is across social media. I never knew that. I don't follow any central. Does anybody here follow a central bank on social media? I didn't even know they're on social media. So maybe... I don't follow them. I stalk them. Yeah, maybe we should start following. I, I don't know. Maybe so well, not-
0: stalk, stalk them and work out how to hack them. That, that, sorry, no, that, 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 that's my other hobby. I mean, I actually think you know, the best idea they could have and this is what the um chinese people's republic did when they were launching their cbdc is give every indonesian 20,000 rupiah in a digital wallet and say you know and 20,000 rupiah just in context is like a dollar it, you know it's, it's not a lot um just give that to every indonesian and say
1: work out how, work out how to use our cbdc wallets and off you go it 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 would have been a lot more effective than what's happening in nigeria i mean nigeria have just put a limit on their ATMs and stop people from withdrawing more than $45 a day from hey, the. Hey, hey.
0: We're not allowed to use ATM on this show. Rick will Ooh,
1: tell you why. Don't. No, yeah, I that's won't that's tell you why, dream. but I, I want to know why. No, no, to... no, 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 you really don't. No, you don't <laughs> really want to know don't. why. You You're can see that see. on,
2: on Chris' Twitter account.
1: account. Yes. Yeah, you can but see, see Andrew, that. Andrew,
2: um, you but- talk about ATMs in a digital currency context
1: well no because what nigeria have done is in order to force people i mean they they launched their their cbdc quite a while ago um and less than 0.5 percent of the population have actually used a cbdc so as a result the nigerian government has now Um, placed a limit no more than forty five dollars a day can be can be uh, removed in cash because they're trying to force people to use digital channels Preferably, their CBDCs, mm. and actually anybody who tries to draw more than that, private individuals, I think, are being charged an extra five percent, and businesses an extra twenty percent, or so. I, I'm unsure of the figures. I'll put the, the links in the in the show notes. But yeah, I, so Nigeria are trying to force it, and I, I'd prefer Chris's version of um, of uh, a rather carrot rather than stick. That would be a better idea.
2: Mary, they're still not close, are they?
3: No, (laughs) (laughs) i was like i don't know we're blurring into almost an answer but let's 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 slam dunk here guys what you know any other thoughts that this might be actually
1: the government have made an announcement indonesian government have made an announcement that they will make cbdc's the only legal tender in indonesia that's an astonishingly bold move to make it the only legal tender not just a legal tender but the only legal tender i mean chris what are the implications of that being an only legal tender
0: well they obviously have to work that out because it's a nice ideal but when you think about practically indonesians like nigerians could just as easily use cryptocurrencies to trade uh, which don't recognize borders or governments so how they crack down on you know the the borderless trade is going to be the challenge but within the country it also raises the question of does that mean they will withdraw all fiat currencies that are physical and only have cbdc's you know i I don't quite know how they worked out the plan but i'm watching that space because if if it is true it's quite radical and if it is
2: true i think at the end bottom line isn't that the end goal of every cbdc i think wasn't even worth the news item because well, that's what we all want to achieve sooner or later. We're building CBDCs for a cashless future.
1: But so we've spoken about often before the fact that a CBDC being a digital currency requires digital inclusion. And we know that digital inclusion is far greater problem than financial inclusion. So how do you digitally include kids on the street that just want to go and buy an ice cream? you know what you're going to, you're going to have five-year-olds running around with some form of digital uh, um, device now to be able to transact with a CBDC wallet nonsense. Yeah, the, no, no. It, if you look so at the converse
0: of that, when I've been around India, you know, QR codes are pervasive everywhere. So as long as you can read a QR code, you can pay and look, Rick's doing an impersonation of Sooty and Sweep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're definitely at time, so let's see. I want to I wanna dish out points. Andrew, I want to feel a point for asking a thoughtful question to Chris during that implication. So you're going to get a five, and Chris is also going to get a five, which still makes Chris leading.
2: All right, guys, the WTF round. A new round, a new sweater for Skinner. Chris, can you show your sweater this time again?
0: Of course. This is my Santa out of this world That sweater. is lovely.
1: My this favorite is the of the three
0: cinemas. Bit tr- bit small,
2: maybe, but
3: <laughs> <That's
0: better. laughs>
1: that was a all right. It. Let's go it's back to the essence of the show. Get smaller,
0: it's, but I'm getting bigger.
2: <laughs> this is not a design show, so let's keep it to technology. It's Question a little number bit one. Of
3: a design show. <laughs>
2: In stories are human versus machines. Humans always win through smart solutions to fight machines. Reality is not always that heroic. How did humans win the fight against humans, the bot,
0: or something? (laughs) Is it that they showed them my page from OnlyFans? (laughs) I mean, that that would wreck any bot. Negative
3: negative two. Negative two for Chris.
1: That would would break humans as well as bots if we saw your OnlyFans page, Chris. Are you saying you're going to blow my bots? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs> again, the on, swatter.
2: And
3: the swatter.
1: this is a christmas show uh, i think i okay. you know it's got to be it's got to be that um you know they they got uh keanu reeves or arnold schwarzenegger or somebody like that to come and solve the problem because they're the only ones with experience against the robot armies of the futures, aren't they? Or otherwise... I was wondering about those robot
0: armies of the future, because, like, in Terminator, they're all marching along, and then I keep thinking, what happens if you pull the plug? Because you don't see them recharging. You know, so so, so how do they keep going? Like, eventually, they just go,
1: energy harvesting energy harvesting but well maybe it was a a, a good old-fashioned virus like going back in other movie plots like war of the worlds chris you've been to the live experience right so war of the worlds they killed the martians by uh getting a human virus because they had an organic component to the bots
0: yeah that's what we did with most life on earth as well you know that's what humans do <laughs> oh sorry that's, that's not very christmasy is it no. Mary, this is going everywhere and it's
3: nowhere. It's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. I, I, I do, I All right, Andrew,
0: Chris. When, when we move to really? Mars, you know, what, what diseases will we take to Mars or what will we bring, bring back? Who knows?
1: Well, I guess. <laughs> I mean, somebody could have somebody used the GPT um, chat bot to actually create code to kill the bot because I have seen people doing that um, where they've, they've actually fed the chat GPT uh, instructions. How do I kill the bot? and well it's generated code but in in this this particular story that i think that you're referring to is the kmsd bot which was a a particularly nasty crypto mining bot um that would take over systems and use those systems for crypto mining so it actually is 100 percent fintech related um because they would just farm out and use everybody else's systems um, and occasionally they would turn their bots for denial of, of, um, service attacks or DDoS attacks. And the bot was particularly nasty because it's very difficult to reverse engineer it. It was written in Golang, which again, made it, uh, exceptional, uh, very few bots written in Golang and Is it had no persistence in no? and <laughs> no, that isn't a country in Indonesia. Oh, okay. um, and, uh, What happened was that um, the bot operator killed the bot by mistake by a typo. So nobody purposely killed it. Um, The the security firms that have been monitoring this bot and its activity suddenly went saw saw it go dead and they were tracing the operations. And the operator of the entire botnet left out a space in a command, which caused an error. And because the bot has no persistence, it went down and stayed down and that's it for them to try and re reinfe- they have to reinfect the machines. They can't revive the bots anymore. It's a so space. Spec- really <laughs> the the botnet was missing a space.
0: So it became a boot net that had to be reboot net to work something like that.
1: <laughs> something like that it's just yeah it's it's a typo killed one of the worst bots uh that have been around uh-huh. for quite a while and yeah not just humans or autocorrect. Very mary um, that, deserves Andrew, that was
3: that was a flawless answer i have to say so you get a six plus you got the plus one for dissing chris and chris got a negative two for his only fans and then he got <laughs> a three for some of his answer but Yes, the oopsie undid the bot, and I love that for it.
2: <laughs> I have the impression that dress up parties for Chris making very sharp in terms of jokes, but not so much in terms of valid answers. <laughs> but you have one more question to make up for that, Chris. Okay. And that is suppose the new book of Michael Lewis on Sam Bankman Fried comes out next year which measure that gained much more traction in 2022 allows to save the required funds to buy the book.
3: It's Christmas!
0: I reckon that must be my only fan's account. (laughs) I I, I need the money, guys. So the more you click, I I won't say what rhymes with click because it will offend Mary again. And I'm going to get buzzed off (laughs) for the third time. But yeah. Well, I really...
2: keep putting in my head that it's a decent OnlyFans account of yours. You're just sharing FinTech information. I don't want to know anything more, Chris.
0: It's it's all
1: above board, honestly. <laughs> but above, <laughs> above, above you... something. Anyway. No, the
3: audience for that there.
1: <laughs> no ATMs involved.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe it's the selling of the central bank before it goes bankrupt. <laughs>
1: I think that the only way that all of us are saving money is uh, demonstrated right here, right now. We're all wearing jumpers, not because it's Christmas, but because we've all turned down the heating and we're sitting freezing cold and just turning down the heating as saving enough money for us to be able to buy Bankman-France It's
0: just that you're Ebenezer Scrooge. You can't afford your heating bill. I, you know, my heating's on mate, I'm doing fine. But then that's because afford- forty crypto
1: <laughs> and I sold out before it disappeared this year. That was a luck, that one. I, I i otherwise we can all turn to extreme couponing uh like they've been doing in america for years you know there's loads of tv shows and youtube channels and everything on extreme couponing and it's going absolutely crazy with people saving ridiculous amounts of money off their shopping bills with extreme couponing there's even a netflix show about those ladies that went to jail for um like starting a whole extreme couponing thing, wasn't it Didn't they counterfeit coupons or something? I have to watch the show still, it's on my list. A lot of things to watch. This
2: is getting much closer than Chris's answer, isn't it, Mary?
3: Yeah, it's uh Ambrose, yeah, he's 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 on the right track. Any any added real information you'd like to provide? Well,
0: there's been a notable movement of people, particularly in Britain, for example, to switch bank accounts because they can get incentives to switch. And so over 100,000 people have switched in the last months because they get £200 for opening a new bank account as a gift to say thank you for joining our bank. And in this time of people like Andrew who can't afford to put his radiator on, you know, then obviously they need to do that. He's got 15 bank accounts now. He's joined Starling, Monzo, you name it, he's there. Metal,
1: Revolut, Wise, Monzo.
2: Small side note that uh, Starling and Monzo don't offer that much. The 200 was at HSBC and quite exceptional um, from what I understood.
1: 175 from Halifax and First Direct as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying that Andrew takes the 20 pounds from Starling. He he doesn't care. He'll take anything, like (laughs) any donations. It's Christmas time and he's feeling like he needs help. Yeah, you know, donations to my only fans page, please. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what a sad way to use a bank bonus. <laughs>
0: oh, well. um, Married.
3: I okay. Here's the thing in the states, switching doesn't really happen. I don't know. Do you guys think this is like notable, or do you think it's still like small, small potatoes or it points to something bigger? Because like here, like people are just like, we'll open up some more, and we're not switching anything really. Well, it
1: got it. it got so much that a whole lot of the banks had to withdraw their offers because it had such a big run. I mean, literally tens of thousands of people, and uh, so we got we've got this guy called Martin Lewis here, Martin Lewis money saver tips kind of a thing, and and literally he he publishes content all the time about the best money saving tips and and when he puts something else everybody just goes wow bang um so he published an article saying he has the best banks to uh, earn a bit of extra cash before christmas and everybody just went crazy um and but it's also
2: on- so well regulated by the regulator uh to switch that yeah. there's no more friction i don't know how that works in the united states but banks are mandated to just, yeah, provide the the the, the direct debits etc. They just have to switch it to another to another bank upon request of the client without additional fees for the service. And, offers.
0: and just to be clear, Martin Lewis has no relation of Michael Lewis. We we mentioned earlier writing the book about Sam Bankman-Fried. Um, but what's interesting is there are very clever people, and in the states it tends to be couponing. In the UK it tends to be that you watch these shows and find out what offers are being made and you take advantage of them so uh, i always remember santander ran a very interesting program called the one two three account which gave you in increasing returns based on which um utilities and bills and you know, payments you put into your account and that was costing them over a billion pounds a year which is why they then cut it eventually because you know, a billion pounds a year just to get people to switch and then keep them it costs you too much.
3: Yeah, I just I think it's wild because here in the states, people chase credit card offers, but like you know, we have the articles about best bank bonuses, but I don't think it really gets love. Doesn't get doesn't get that much action. But um, uh, final scores: uh, 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 Chris with six, Andrew with four. Christmas! Is-
0: it's Christmas! <laughs> it was- <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. Must
2: win! all righty merry christmas everyone although it's still quite far away my my mind but um this is unfortunately the last show of 2022 but i reckon we come back Uh, we got a lot of positive feedback and if you have anything to share with us please do so uh thank you all for listening, and for watching, and of course, we cannot wait for more international fintech news in 2023. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever channel you're on. This was the sixth episode of Fintech and Cut, and we hope to entertain you, your colleagues, your friends, your connections and followers, your cats and dogs, and more very soon again. And who knows, 2023, there's gonna be some switching around in the um, people that you see here on screen, just as a matter of variation every once in a while thank you very much and speak to you soon merry happy christmas.
3: christmas
2: happy new Take year and <laughs> christmas
0: and rock and roll <sighs>